Welcome back to another episode of E-Commerce Secrets to Scale, the podcast that helps you scale your e-commerce brand by delivering unique strategies and tactics that you can use to take your brand to the next level. This week on the show, Lamise Butt from Zuvu joins me to talk about using quizzes on your website to provide product recommendations to your customers. Today, e-commerce thrives on personalization, and whether you're recommending products on your website or through email, it's really important to have a vehicle in place to collect that very important first-party data that will allow you to provide a personalized shopping experience for your customers. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you. Tell us who you are and what you do. Sure. Well, first, thank you for having me. Uh, my name's Lamise, and uh, I'm SVP of Alliances at Zuvu. And Zuvu is essentially an AI discovery platform, so a SaaS platform, but super excited to be here. Awesome. Well, excited to dig in the topic. I'm super excited for that today. But uh, let's let's talk about you a little bit. How did your career get started and how did you end up at Zuvu? I I mean, I can go all the way back, but I I mean, my career started bizarrely uh, with a startup that I I founded and created, um, which is very similar to the company I'm now in, which is Zuvu. Um, I at university, so you guys call it college, I studied politics. um, So it wasn't kind of technology focused or business focused in any kind of way. um, But I really did have a flair for building things. As a kid, I wasn't the Barbie doll player, I was more a Lego builder. Um, And so I think I just like to see things kind of being built from the ground up. So I started a personal shopping company. kind of freelancing while I was at college university just to make some extra money on the side and realized I was making pretty good uh, you know part-time income and I wanted to scale this like how can I stop this from being a one-to-one approach this like one-to-many approach Uh, and so I came up with an app idea called My Mannequin and My Mannequin was an app where you would come it would ask you a series of questions to really understand your needs your lifestyle um, you know the, the type of things that you like to wear, the brands that you like your budget, and it would aggregate an outfit from all of the top kind of brands and retailers and you could purchase through the app. Um, So that was kind of the genesis of my uh, technology, digital transformational kind of love uh, relationship. And from there, it just went on into corporate. Um, I tried corporate for a little while, the startup, um, like most when you're kind of in your early 20s, it was, uh, you know, I want to say I failed fast because you learned a lot and you made mistakes along the way, which was probably what I needed to do. Uh, Joined corporate, which was uh, Mercedes Benz for a little bit helped them uh, essentially transform the way that they sell cars. So it was a transformational project across Europe I don't know if you remember the days where you you want to buy a car and they're doing everything on pen and paper uh, and everything is very manual but uh, we wanted to roll out a digital system to help people configure their cars online and be able to purchase them online so uh, that was a really exciting project and then realized actually corporate was great but there were just too many layers of approval um, and I wanted to be a part of something where I could roll up my sleeves get my hands dirty and really help build something again uh, and that's 
months where Zuru came in. I was number two in our London office um, in the UK. And uh, over the last few years, it's just gone from strength to strength. Obviously, as you can imagine, in the pandemic, uh, it was a catalyst for the uh, the coined term digital transformation. Yeah, that's a really awesome story. And yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, since the pandemic, it's been digital, 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 um, which is a great space to be in when when a society is transforming like that, right? Um, but but today we're talking about quizzes and we're going to put a little bit of a spin on it. We're going to be talking more about like AI generated quizzes. Um, so I think it's important that we differentiate that because Zuvu is, you know, not your typical quiz platform. Let me, do you want to maybe walk us through like the different options out there for quizzes? Like what, what do merchants have available to them right now? Sure. So I think what's really important is to understand like why why would you need such a, a quiz or a guided selling uh, tool or a digital assistant on your website? And I think that the starting point is understanding your customer. And typically you've got multiple personas of your customers and they probably like to purchase in different ways. And so it's about understanding how your customer is going to want to explore discover some like to you know scatter through the category pages and sieve through because they feel like they've done the work to get to the end product some you know just don't have the time they want to be given the product ask the questions as if they were in store for example surface the product and then off they go um whereas and, and you've really got to be able to kind of match that journey with uh, the experience and that's kind of where zuvu comes in so you can have almost like these clickable question and answers uh experiences or we know that actually people when they're searching for things the first place they go on a commerce website is the search bar so how do we help power an experience from the search bar to help a customer find what they're looking for again zuba can do that in almost like a chat based format almost like you're you're messaging a, a friend um and we can kind of respond in that way similar to i guess what you're seeing now with um, open ai and chat gbt and then when you think about kind of visual configuration, and I would say this is more for uh, instances where you might have bundles or accessories. So let's just say you want to buy a laptop, but you want to have the headphones and the mouse and the keyboard and all of the things that go with it. Uh, we can actually build visual configurators to surface your customer the best content aggregated from your site almost like again your best salesperson would do in store okay you want the laptop but hey you know can I just show you the the accessories that are compatible with this product so you're allowing all of those experiences that would happen in store kind of uh, you know speed to conversion boosting of cart value to exist online right I love what you said about you know just getting to know your customers I mean that is so crucial right now uh i feel like i'm beating a dead horse because i feel like i say this every single episode but <laughs> having a quiz on your website it doesn't matter if it's just a regular static quiz or if it's ai driven in my opinion you you need to have it because yeah. you need to have some engine or vehicle in place to grab that first party data from your customers because if you don't get that then how, you can't really segment your email list right and you can't really send personalized emails you can't really put together a personalized shopping experience either. I mean, that information is going to power literally everything that fuels your customer experience and, and your ability to personalize that shopping customer experience. I mean, we're talking cross-selling, upselling, like you mentioned, yeah. uh, really just 
giving them what they're interested in when they're interested in it is without that data. I mean, you simply can't do that. Mm-hmm. Completely. So, so we talked about the benefits of using a quiz. Uh, have you ever come across like a, a bad instance of a quiz that just really wasn't doing anything for a merchant at all? I mean, are there some common pitfalls to avoid? I think that, you know, thinking that just by having a quiz or by having a discovery experience on your site is enough and just leaving it there uh, is probably the biggest mistake because like anything, um, conversations, uh, you know, experiences need to be iterated. They need, you need to test, you need to learn and you need to get better with time. And so my advice is always to anybody that's, um, engaging with putting this type of experience onto their website is test test it test and learn you know invest in that because actually you will start to see the returns and it is a data-driven experience and so actually what you can start to see especially with the good ones is you know how are these how are these questions performing I can see that my potential customers are dropping out on question two or on question three actually maybe that maybe that question is too complex for them I may I might need to break that down into two questions and simplify it to help get them through and those things are priceless because every bounce that you have is a risk that your customer is going to a competitor and you want to do everything you can to keep them on that site and get them to the end product and obviously have a fast uh, have a fast conversion right i mean I, I think i think the purpose of a quiz is really just to give give your visitors a way to just provide a little bit of information about their preferences and what they're into so that they can see some personalized recommendations and they don't have to like figure out where everything is in the navigation. I mean, it saves them a lot of time and heartache and, it, and it's a win-win for the merchant too, because you get to know them and you know what they're into. And it just really yeah, solidifies that experience. You're 100% right, because actually, you know, even both you and I, we're both consumers. I don't know when the last time you bought something was, but mine was this morning. And I'm always shopping online and I'm still baffled by how many organizations and companies don't engage in these type of experiences. And so my job feels easy because actually this is great, you know, and you're wanting to promote something that should exist. But if you want your customers, and especially if you think about the way that we're moving in terms of the future of digital, with you know generative AI, ChatGPT, and all of those things, we have to think about how our customers are wanting to shop. They are they're becoming you know it can be money rich, time poor. How do we ensure that we give them the best experience, but also kind of almost simplify all of this noise that exists? Because the amount of products that are out there is overwhelming and that concept of choice paralysis is very very real and it causes uh you know them to drop and if essentially not purchase right yeah and and going back to what you said earlier about you know not just putting it on there and letting it sit there and collect dust yeah. e-commerce moves fast no question i mean who knows what e-commerce is going to look like a year from now right uh so if you're not constantly evolving everything that you're doing I don't believe that a check the box task really exists in e-commerce. I mean, everything that you're doing with your site and your customer experience and your shopping experience is something that needs to evolve over time and you need to improve it. Like you mentioned, seeing where they drop out on the quiz. I mean, if you're going to have a quiz on your site and 
obviously it has a, a very important purpose, you need to be looking at that stuff. Yeah. So let's talk about the questions a little bit more because I'm curious. Is there any like restriction or limitation to what you can and can't or maybe should or shouldn't ask for in a quiz? So I think that the rule of thumb is really, and whenever I'm talking to brands or retailers about this, it's actually looking at the customer journey as a whole. So you start with the customer journey and you think about that specific, let's just say it's laptops. At the top of a laptop purchase, you've got to think about why is that customer purchasing that MacBook? Why does that customer want the Windows Surface? Is it for personal use? Is it going to be for work? Are they using it to study for school? We kind of got to start at the top, almost at the most holistic level of that customer, and then start to drill down. Don't start with the features because then you're just simulating a filter. You want to understand their needs. You want to start to get a picture of your customer because that's what we're doing here. And then when you think about retargeting, actually, you're do- you're having a real conversation with your customer digitally and the output of that is your customer on the other side of the screen is going to feel heard and seen even though you haven't had an actual conversation with them because you're asking the right questions and when you build that level of trust you're much more likely to see the conversion and guess what they're much more likely to buy the uh, additional products and do repeat purchases so in terms of lifetime value um, there's tons there especially in getting the right sequence of questions yeah no question I, I couldn't agree more with that so so what about like Product development. I mean, how how can quizzes be used to kind of look for opportunities to bring new products to the catalog? So in terms of how do you use these experiences to close the loop? What's really powerful about these conversations is if I think about going in store and I think about I want to buy uh, a camera, a DLSR, a DSLR camera, never bought one before, but I really want one. And so I know nothing about the features and all of that technical jargon would mean nothing to me. But I go into whether it would be a Best Buy or whatever it is, uh, and the salesperson would come up to me and say, hey, what are you looking for today? I'm looking for a camera. Uh, I'm looking for a camera that would provide me professional quality. I'm looking for uh, a camera that's going to be pretty lightweight as well because I'm going to travel a lot. And if I could create that, that conversation digitally, the amount of power and data that we're aggregating from that is incredible. But also, as you mentioned there, the feedback that we can give to the product team to help them understand which products are working really well, which ones aren't resonating as much with their customer base. And we can also start to ask questions, not so much what would you like to see, but actually what would what could make this better? And we can run surveys. So the really good quizzes can also run surveys. And that's where you want to start to gather your customer feedback, either based on the experience or based on the product that was recommended. Was this the right product for you? Did, did you know, did you purchase? And actually by gathering that data, we can feed all of that information back to not just product teams, but marketing teams as well. Yeah, I really, I really like the way you, the way you put that. I mean, it really is like brick and mortar retail shopping experience, right? Where that's exactly what's going to happen. You know, the, 
the the rep or the associate will ask questions and then they'll guide them where they need to go. I mean, yeah. I, I love that. I love, that's a great way to be looking at it. The only difference is it's much more powerful in the form of a quiz because you get to mine that data and you get to leverage that for future purchases as well. 100%. Yeah, it's and because it's like saying, you know, imagine your best salesperson in store could log all of those conversations and you could analyze those conversations for your company's benefit to get better output. It's priceless. Yeah. And uh, kind of going back to what we we're talking about before, you know, like informing product teams uh, about products. If you can keep track of what someone that's looking for something and couldn't find what they were looking for and you pr- ask them to provide feedback about what they're looking for. If you get enough of those types of responses, I mean, that's a giant green light signal to say, okay, we need to start selling this. Yes, absolutely. So are there specific industries or product categories that quizzes tend to be more effective in driving sales? Are there some that are better than others? Have you seen anything there that you could maybe speak to? Sure. I think what's really interesting is, you know, from my experience, what I've seen is that the B2C, the D2C consumer industry has taken to this like a duck to water. They understand that their consumers need this experience. Um, And I think in the earlier years, the the existence of chatbots and things like that was was almost the preliminary steps to getting to this point um, because digital transformation in itself is not just a destination. It's a journey and it's constantly evolving. And to your point, we don't know where e-commerce is going to be in a year's time, quite frankly, with how fast uh, the the industry and how innovative um, we are today. So, you know, I definitely think that there's been, it's been more fruitful in the B2C retailer uh, D2C space as it pertains to like laptops, washing machines uh, and just consumer products. That said, B2B has started to really, really surprise me. The market is ripe for just an absolute revolution. If you think about the way that people typically purchase in a B2B world, you would have to call an account rep sitting in some call center and be on the phone to that person for 90 minutes talking about the uh, hospital medical equipment that you need to procure for the 200 hospitals in your region. And they don't, you know, those those pieces of equipment aren't just like, oh, okay, yeah, it's that x-ray machine, you know, 9,000, here we go, let's just add two, 200 of those to the order. Those machines are configurable and they've probably got 100,000 different combinations in and between them. And the best salespeople have that up here. And it, it was absolute madness when I came to understand this, that none of this was digital. So actually what we've had to do is get to a place where we can now take these types of uh, digital kind of experiences, guided selling and expose to the end customer that same experience and cancel out that 90 minutes just by asking simple questions to kind of get to the needs, almost the job to be done and surface what they call in the B2B world, the bill of materials and be able to now purchase online. So there's, you know, if you ask me, B2C is doing well. They they understand the need. They're definitely ahead of the game. B2B have got a long way to go, but they, they've jumped on the train. Yeah. And the weird thing with B2B is a lot of people that are in, you know, those purchasing positions still prefer to be on the phone for hours <laughs> on it trying to buy stuff. Right. So 
I think uh, the the new generation's gonna, you know, put a put an end to that completely. <laughs> for the time being, I think, yeah, like you're like you said, got a long ways to go there. Yeah. What about like this price point have any impact on like the success of implementing a quiz? Like, what's like how how does a twenty dollar CPG product compare to maybe a thousand dollar laptop? I think that, you know, if you're if you're selling in, you know, with products that are, uh, you know, lower average order value, you know, products, typically in terms of investment into these types of experiences, I would actually suggest that you go for kind of the more simpler quiz style um, tools, because actually you don't need um, the heavy lifting that can exist um, in some of the other ones where you've got AI backing it and machine learning behind it. Um, and so the, the the normal the normal quizzes will actually work perfectly fine because you still will get the, um, uh, the insight behind it and as you, you may only have a smaller product set, so let's just say you've only got 10 products at a at an average of, you know, 20 to $40 or whatever, actually that would probably work for you really well. But when you start to think about products where they've got higher complexity, higher price points, actually you want to not just understand your customers, but you want to understand the products. You want to understand the style of how they're shopping and you want to start to build a user kind of consumer map around that customer. Um, and, and also when you start to think about complex configurable products, that's where gold dust is in using these types of guided selling digital experiences because people, when they're trying to shop online, if you are trying to configure a product that you don't know is compatible, the likelihood is you're going to have to return it. And so we're going to see a higher increase in returns for those compatible products or they're not going to purchase online because it's a complex purchase and they'll probably go in store. Um, and so you're then kind of, again, that time to convert, you could streamline if you had that experience of a you know a visual configurator online. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, what about subscriptions? I've noticed that a lot of D2C subscription brands, like specifically in like you know, supplements, uh, nootropics, uh, really like, I guess, health and wellness brands. Yeah. I've noticed an emerging trend of these types of brands only offering one way to purchase from them and that the starting point is taking a quiz. So I think that, again, what they're trying to do is build a profile for their user or their customer. And um, what's really quite powerful about that is in a zero party data world, you've it's harder to aggregate personalized data for us to retarget. But if you're subscribing and you have subscribers, you are now unlocking that world where we can capture a lot more because you're allowing us to. And not only can we capture, but we can very, very personally retarget. Um, and we can do that kind of in-app, via email, via socials, or however you want to kind of consume that retargeting. But it just allows the brand or the, the company to be able to um, fine-tune how they want to communicate with their customer. I think subscription offerings are really powerful, but I think to 
understand what it is that your customer is looking for now and in six months time and then in another six months time is even more powerful yeah i think you hit the nail right on the head um you know revisiting that and making sure you still understand who they are what they care about later on that's that's a really powerful thing i think And, and to your point yeah the whole point of the quiz is to put them into a an ideal customer profile, right? And it's really, really tough to do that if you don't get that information from them ahead of time. Yeah. I mean, you really have got, you got three options, right? You've got the quiz, which is pre-shopping usually, pre, mm. pre, uh, pre-purchase, of course, right? And you've got at checkout, you could make that a field, you know, if you're just like trying to figure out the use case, maybe a couple questions in there, that's not great for user experience. Yeah. And you've got post-purchase where you could ask those questions, but then they could just not answer the, yeah. the questions at that yeah. point, right? The risk, I would say, in uh, the, and the only downside is when I've, and I've, I've definitely taken part in some of those uh, digital conversations around subscriptions. Sometimes they can ask too many questions that can be off-putting. And so it's about striking the balance between what's too little and what's too many and really kind of getting to the optimum number to ensure that your customer doesn't feel like you've um, you've kind of asked too many and, and gone too granular so that they've actually switched off and now they're not interested in the offering anymore versus you've asked enough to make me feel heard and seen and now I know what you're going to recommend me because it's probably going to be great because now I know that it's going to be truly matching my needs. And and I like that point because as, as consumers, we want to be heard, right? Yeah. I mean, a brand asking me questions, I'm feeling inclined to answer them because yeah. I want them to listen to what I have to say. And even if it's just a survey about my experience, I mean, if if and if they listen to it and they act on it, I mean, that makes me feel great, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's gonna that's gonna promote loyalty that's going to make me put their brand in in good light and and most likely come back right totally so are there any ethical considerations when it comes to a what type of questions you ask in a quiz what type of information you store on your customers and how you use that information for future marketing purposes I think that, you know, we're in terms of the the zero party data world, I think that as long as you're asking the questions that are around the usage of the product, actually, there's no danger. You're in a no danger zone, which I think is where you want to be as a brand. And you you get to a place where you've built the product because it's you're providing a solution to a need or a problem that exists. That's that's clearly why all products exist for in some way, shape, or form. And if we can kind of build the questions to uh, to try and identify what those needs are that match to the personas, that is you know gold dust as as we say because whether it's for kind of the retargeting or for the rebuild of products the you know the innovation of new products this is the the business case that you're going to need to fuel that innovation so i think that as long as you're building the questions around job to be done solution focused and kind of the uh the 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 product in itself actually that's that's kind of where you want to be 
Yeah, couldn't agree more with that. So Lamise, what would you say your secrets to scale are? Secrets to scale. Oh, God, a good one. I, I would say that, you know, you have to think about your customer first. And we all talk about customer centricity. But in order to scale, we have to tr truly and deeply understand what our customer needs. And I think that scaling, um, you know, it, most organizations don't just start from zero and go to 5 million. It really is a crawl, walk, run phase. And if you really can understand what is success in each of those phases. So if you can kind of call out what exists in that crawl phase, is that, you know, 10,000 customers, is that a hundred customers? What does that look like for you? And, you know, what do our customers need in that in that phase, do they need one-to-one -one support or do they need um, kind of this one-to-many digital guided selling approach? And I think you have to map that out. And if you can map out um, those goals and almost have them as KPIs, that will help you scale. Because I don't, you know, it's like when people say overnight success, Yes, someone, one in a million might get lucky, but the secrets really to scaling and the secrets to success are planning and, you know, thoughtful execution. And, you know, if you fail, fail fast and pivot. And so as long as you understand that and you're using all of the right tools and you're staying ahead of kind of market trends, not going too far by, because uh, there, there can be a danger, right? 10 years ago, if companies were implementing AI solutions into their uh, e-commerce platforms, people were like, oh, no, I, I don't want to use that. That's like, that's too freaky for me. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? People thought like iRobot was going to come out of, out of the screen because nobody understood truly what AI is. But now we're environmentally ready for this. And so if you can kind of understand how the market is consuming technology and how they want to use it as that pertains to your brand and your um, e-commerce experience, then you're on the winning track. Very well said. I think that really just making customer experience and fulfilling your customers' needs and desires from day one and making that a very important part of your strategy as yeah. a brand I feel like it's tough to fail if you do that. I agree. I agree. <laughs> well, anyways, this has been really great. Uh, thank you so much. Is there anything that I did not ask you that you think might benefit the audience? The only thing I think, you know, in terms of discovery and uh, quizzes and guided selling, if we think about the future of what this is going to look like, uh, you know, I would just say to keep top of mind that perhaps these experiences aren't just fit for commerce, but perhaps actually they would have a touch point throughout uh, the entire customer journey. So whether you're thinking about bridging the gap from online to offline, what could that look like? Because that's really the nirvana, connecting both worlds, because we did think at one point during the pandemic oh god well that's the end of brick and mortar you know death to the stores but that's not that's not the case people still do want to shop in store but they still want to be able to browse uh, and identify products online sometimes they purchase sometimes they don't so how can we make sure that we don't lose customers in that middle period where perhaps they don't want to do the full conversion online but they want to go in store and that's really really powerful when you can connect kind of that 
online experience, the recommendation of that product through um, a digital assistant or a quiz and be able to say, hey, here's your QR code. Here's the closest store to you. Go and check it out. It'll be waiting for you. That's the level of customer experience that we want to be getting to. And and like you said, it comes down to really just knowing what your customers want. And if your customers are telling you that they prefer that type of experience, then damn right, you better implement that, yeah. right? Yeah. But it does take talking to your customers and connecting with them to know that. So You're that's, absolutely that's right. a very important part of the process, right? Yeah. So what's a great way for anyone listening to get in contact with you? Uh, probably the best way is LinkedIn. Uh, you know, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. So my uh, LinkedIn, you can find me as Lamise Butt, so that's B-U-T-T. Uh, or you can find us uh, at Zuvu.com, which is a, which is the company uh, that provides kind of these digital uh, guided selling experiences. So yeah, come check us out. Awesome. Well, we'll be sure to link that up in the show notes. And thank you again. Thanks so much. Do you have an e-commerce brand that you're trying to grow? I run a digital agency that helps e-commerce brands scale by giving equal attention to both acquisition and retention marketing. With rising customer acquisition costs, maximizing the value of your existing customers is much more important than overspending on ads to acquire new ones. We can help you maximize your customer lifetime value. Just head over to rankse.com, that's R-A-N-K-S-E-Y.com, and Request a free audit of your CLV today. You have nothing to lose.